The Geotechnical Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network, which can be found at cement.media. That's cement, C-E-M-E-N-T dot media. It's not easy for us busy geotechnical engineers to keep up with industry trends while keeping up with our engineering work. Therefore, it's our goal at the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast to help you do just that. We strive to keep our listeners informed on important industry topics and also to educate you on interesting technical topics and trends in the geotechnical world. In this episode of the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast, I'll be talking with Andres F. Peralta, MSCE, MBA, PE, Product Manager at Tensar International Corporation. We'll be talking about a newly enhanced free web-based software called Tensar Plus that allows engineers, contractors, and owners to design engineered solutions for a variety of applications. I'm your host, Jared Green, and I'm excited to be bringing you another episode of the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast. Before we go on here, I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, Tensar International. Here's a message from Tensar about their award-winning software, Tensar Plus, which is available to you at no cost. Check out Tensar Plus. The award-winning design software for construction professionals to design with geosynthetics and calculate their value on projects. Tensar Plus is simple to use with a powerful engineering system at its core. It leverages our decades of research and experience with soils all over the world, so you can count on your solutions working the first time, even in the most difficult conditions. Whether you're designing a crane pad or need to build a temporary road over muck, the cost, time, and carbon savings can be calculated making comparison with alternatives simple. Specs, reports, and product data can be generated for your design. And training resources, research, and our third-party expert reviews are all provided conveniently in the software if needed. Usable both online and offline, the app is available in browser and on all major mobile platforms. Whatever you're working on, Tensar Plus is your toolbox for success. Welcome to the show, Andres. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. How, uh, what about you? Doing well. I was really looking forward to our conversation, so I'm glad that you carved out some time to be here with us. It's going to be really good. For the invite. <laughs> All right. Well, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, a little bit more about the company you work for? What do they do? What do you do? I'm a civil slash geotechnical engineer with over eight years of experience um, designing, developing, and commercializing products and tools for the uh, geosynthetic industry. I work for Tensor International Corporation, which is a, the leading geogrid manufacturer company in the world. And we actually um, invented geogrids um, around uh, the 70s, so it's been a while. <laughs> I worked with Tensor since I was in college, so I've been with them uh, for a minute now. <laughs> With our geogrids, you know, we provide engineer solutions, uh, which are aimed to helping engineers, uh, contractors, and owners um, achieve uh, more cost-effective and reliable solutions uh, for paved and unpaved roadways, soil stabilization, earth reinforcement, and any other, uh, you know, site development challenges that they might encounter. 
One important aspect is that um, our solutions are backed by you know, extensive research and significant field experience, which means that uh, when you take our designs or, or our solutions and you put them in, in the field, you know that uh, they're going to perform and, and they're going to be reliable. One interesting fact about Tensor is that uh, you know, so far we have installed more than a billion square yards of uh, GeoGrid around the world, which is you know, a lot of product. And that makes me really proud of the company that I work for. And I guess the other aspect that makes me really proud about Tensor is that um, Tensor strives to be the most innovative company in our industry. And we're always developing new products and new tools that are useful for the engineering community. So, for example, right now, we just uh, developed and launched uh, our latest uh, GeoGrid. It's called Interax, and you know, it has a, a newer structure, more efficient structure, and it has some um, you know, material science nuances included in the product. So that's pretty cool. And then the other um, tool that we have recently taken to the market or to the engineering community is Tensor Plus, which is a designed um, tool that uh, anybody can use over the internet and they can see how uh, GeoGrid can benefit their designs. The Tensor Plus, what is it? How is it developed? Like, what does it solve? Again, Tensor Plus is, you know, design software. It's a uh, web-based design software, meaning that you can just go online and, and use it. It can be used to design different types uh, of structures. And when I uh, say structures, I mean uh, paved and unpaved roadways, um, working platforms for construction site, and scar protection systems. Tensor Plus con contains all the uh, full-scale uh, traffic and testing that we have done until now, right? So uh, the nice thing is that you can just go online, sign up for the software, and go in and start using that uh, data to design alternatives to, for example, um, you know, a pavement. So you go into the software, you see all the input parameters uh, for pavement design, you just put them in. And then on the, the screen, you can see the regular uh, section that you see the layers and, and the thicknesses. But then right next to it, you have an alternative section uh, that has the GeoGrid in it. And the nice thing about it is that you can realize the benefits of using uh, GeoGrid right away. So you see your regular design section, and then you see the optimized section with GeoGrid, and then you can see how much material you can save. And then you can also see you know, how much life you can get out of the pavement right away. So that's pretty cool. We're constantly improving uh, the software, right? So we are working on um, putting into the platform uh, modules to design uh, the ballast and so ballast of uh, railroads. Also, um, another module to design foundation systems using uh, geogrids. And last but not least, something that's pretty dear to my heart is um, designing mechanically stabilized earth walls and, and reinforced um, slopes. I assume you have a lot of experiential data from how it's performed over the years. And how has that been used for the software? Like, you know, somebody's using this, how do they get the benefit of that? We quantify the performance of the grid in the, in the field, right? And we can take that uh, performance as an input parameter into the design. So when you design a pavement, what you're getting in the, in the design is, is what's going to happen in the field because we really understand what it's happening in the ground. We take all our products, we put them in the ground, and we test them so we know how that works. So it provides a reliable design to whoever is, is designing with, with our products. And when you think about Tensar Plus, what's different or how does it compare to, to other types of civil engineering design software that's uh, available right now? There are two uh, main um, aspects about um, Tensor Plus being different, right? The first one is that um, well, we, we made sure that when we went out there and uh, kind of like developed the software, we took into account the customer feedback, right? We wanted to make something 
that was very um, intuitive and, and easy to use, uh, so people could could use it easily and bring value to them, right? So you know, even though this software is really intuitive and easy to use, we wanted to make it very powerful and, and robust, right? So one thing that that we realize is that sometimes people uh, assume that because uh, a software is pretty complex to use and the parameters are really hard to obtain, well, the, the output must be good, right? Must be uh, something that they can use in their design. And, and then at the same time, if a software is you know, pretty easy to use and the design parameters are not that difficult to obtain, well, maybe people question the outputs, right? So in this case, uh, you know, TensorFlow challenges that idea because it has um, a bunch of intricacies, right? For example, TensorFlow relies on uh, complex numerical methods to describe the composite uh, behavior between a geogrid and, and soil particles, right? It's not only that uh, numerical method, but we have um, tested and validated that numerical method. So all these, you know, things are into TensorFlow. When you go in and you perform a design, you know that you're getting something that is robust and powerful. So that's kind of like the first part of like why the software is different. And then the second part, which I think it's it's pretty cool for the industry, is that um, TensorFlow is not only a design tool, but it's also an educational platform. If you go to TensorFlow, uh, you can look around and then you can see that there are parts where you have modules to learn about uh, GeoGrid and how to design with GeoGrid, right? So we provide on-demand training and tutorials that anybody can use, right? And so once you go through those tutorials, then you can use the software to kind of like design and, and get familiar with it. And then, you know, become proficient and include GeoGrid design in, in your toolbox, basically. Another aspect that is pretty nice about TensorFlow being an educational platform is that once you complete that um, training, you can get professional development hour credits, uh, which I think we all uh, need to, you know, keep up our PE licenses uh, on check. <laughs> What kind of feedback or response are you seeing from engineers that are using the software? Like, what are people saying about it? As well, so far, the feedback has been uh, really nice, really positive. We host uh, design workshops uh, across the, the country. where We, you know, sit down in a room with 20 to 30 engineers, civil engineers, and, and we kind of go through how they can design with, with our geobridge, right? And one, um, I guess, part of that eight-hour workshop is that we show them how to use uh, TensorFlow or how they can input stuff there and, and see how their solution changes and whatnot. And that, that's just one part of the whole workshop. But then at the end, we ask for feedback, right? And, and one of the uh, common denominators across all these workshops is that they really like the software and they really like to see how the design changes and, and how much value a GeoGrid can bring to the design in real time, right? Because you can be working on the platform, you can be inputting your stuff and then you see how your section is changing and, and how much life you're getting out of it and how less material. So that's one, one good aspect about it. Not so good aspect is that um, we get a lot of requests from customers to include either more features or develop uh, newer modules. And, you know, it gets to the point where there is not enough time to keep up, uh, you know, with the, uh, the development of, of all this. We have a pretty uh, long backlog list, but uh, we're going to get to it at some point and, and whatever it takes, we're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, so the tool is as valuable as possible to our customers and, and to the engineering community in general. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's a good problem or a good challenge to have that people are saying, I want you to add this, I want you to add that. Definitely. We'll take any feedback, right? So as long as uh, it helps us uh, make this uh, more useful tool, for sure, we'll take it.
Are you able to give us kind of a glimpse into the future of Tensar Plus? You know, how could it be more of a benefit to engineers and engineering firms? What's on the horizon? One thing that I think it's, it's key for Tensor Plus in the future is that it becomes kind of like that um, hub for uh, learning, right? For the engineering community. We want to make sure that people or the Tensor Plus becomes that space uh, in the cloud where people can just go and learn how to design the geogrids and learn about all the positive benefits that geogrid can bring to uh, their designs, right? We want to be able to be that partner that can show them, you know, how much value a geogrid brings to the table and help them uh, make better informed decisions about their designs, right? So we also see Tensor Plus as being a vehicle for innovation, right? In the uh, design of uh, solutions with uh, geosynthetics and, and to move kind of like the, the industry forward, right? So when I say this, I mean that Tensor Plus can become that platform where we can include newer design methods, right? We constantly work on characterizing behavior between our products and soil particles. Our solutions are kind of like a composite system that is really tough to understand by just going to a lab and, and testing something, testing the material properties of the right? So we are constantly trying to understand that behavior or better understand that behavior. So working on, on uh, innovative methods, like newer methods that, that use that better understanding of that composite behavior. So TensorFlow will be the vehicle where we can include these new methods and, and approaches and then take them to the industry and let them use it and, and reap the benefits. Well, we're getting ready to take a break, but before we do, what would you say is your final piece of advice you'd like to give some of the younger listeners that might have a little bit of uncertainty in their careers? So one thing that has um, helped me a lot in, in my career is um, in terms of uncertainty and kind of like get feedback from other professionals in our industries is network, right? So I think networking is it's key. One way of networking is you know, to actively participate in professional organizations like uh, the ASE or the Geo Institute and you know, just go out there and make connections and not only just passively participate. I think that it's very important to become an active member, you know, be part of the board, volunteer, help out. I think that helps you create you know, strong connections that later on can either be mentors or can be people who can help you find a new job if that's what you're looking for, right? So I guess to tie in with that is like nourish those relationships as well, right? As soon as you make them connect on LinkedIn, ask them out for a coffee or something and, and just keep that connection going. I think that helps a lot with, with uncertainty for sure. Networking is so key, so key. And especially in the times where we're living now where some people are hybrid, some people are fully remote, some people are in the field. So networking is super, super critical. So thank you so much for that. So we're going to come back in just a minute and close this one out with Andres in our career factor safety in segment. Stick around. Before we dive in, we'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, a leader in engineering exam prep for the FE and PE exams. PPI provides expert prep courses and study resources designed to help you pass the FE and PE exams the first time. PPI's live online courses include hours of lectures, problem-solving demonstrations, exam strategy sessions, office hours, and a passing guarantee. Check out PPI today at ppi2pass.com to see all the options available for FE and PE exam prep. 
All right, welcome back. It's time for our career factor safety end segment. In geotechnical engineering, just like many disciplines of engineering, it's important to incorporate a factor safety into our design. But what about incorporating a factor safety into our career? Today, of course, we're speaking with Andres Peralta, MSCE, MBA, PE. He's a product manager at Tensara International Corporation. Andres, you've already had a very successful career. And when you look back at your career, what's one thing you could say you implemented in your career to give yourself a factor of safety in your career? One thing that was really important was to never stop learning and never stop growing as a profession. How can we uh, tie this into a factor of safety? You know, factor of safety, I guess, the definition could be capacity over demand, right? So, you know, as you continue to um, grow in your professional career, the uh, demand on the job is going to increase, right? It could be either your boss, uh, your team, your peers, everybody's going to ask a little bit more out of you. If you want to um, be able to continue to maintain a competent factor of safety, your capacity has to increase, right? So it could be in terms of like capacity to deliver on the job, or it could be technical, it could be managerial, it could be interpersonal. So the key here is uh, keep working on your capacity, right? Keep growing, uh, keep learning and, and never stop. Because once you stop, it's really, really tough to get back uh, into it and you know, continue to learn. Thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing all the great insights that you shared some great information and advice I know is going to be helpful for our listeners. Now, if somebody is listening in and they're like, man, how can I reach out to them? What's the best way for people to find you? Do you have an email you want to share, your social media? How can they find you? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just type Andres F. Peralta. Yeah, I'll show up. So be happy to connect. And then, you know, if you want to shoot me an email, uh, my email address is aperalta at tensorcorp.com. Thank you so much for coming on. This is great. Thank you so much for the invitation. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Please feel free to go to geotechnicalengineeringpodcast.com where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, that being episode 52, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, we wish you the very best in all your geotechnical engineering endeavors. Peace. The Geotechnical Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network. The opinions on the show are those of the host and guests, not their employers. For information on EMI's people and project management skills training programs for civil engineers, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.